0: is priceless and what you offer to people what makes you valuable to people is your perspective and your perspective has been granted to you it has been a gift the journey that you have been on some of you hate your journey and you hate yourselves and you are discounting the very place that you've been put and if you have a dream to do this, you have an impulse to do this, follow that. Follow that. I always ask my audiences to consider, I'm a person of faith, so I know this might not recognize, like resonate with everybody. I'm some person of faith. I, I personally believe in God. And I often ask people, I say, well, what, what if at the end of your life, you know, you're, you're, you're faced with your creator and, you're, and, and he or she asks you, hey, How faithfully did you tend to the dream that I sowed into your heart? I believe we're gifted with our ideas. We are gifted with a purpose beyond ourselves. We are gifted with our journey. And and when we have a dream and it's sown in our heart, we feel it. We wake up and I want to do that. I want to try that. That sounds fun. I should pursue that. When we follow that, we are honoring whatever it is that planted that idea or that dream in our heart. That's what I believe personally. And so for me every day, it's easy to be consistent. It's easy to put myself out there. It's easy to look silly on, on, on these videos. It's easy to, to to fail over and over on stages and on videos and everything else that I've ever done in my life, because I just go, Oh, well, there must be a reason I was given that intuition or that idea or that impulse or that dream or that vision, whatever you call it. I just feel like you get, there's a reason for those things. And wherever you believe that comes from, I believe it comes from above. I just to go, I'm here to honor that. Let me honor myself. Let me honor that calling. Let me honor that gift. Let me honor that by showing up for it each day, not being attached to the outcome, being attached to, did I honor the impulse and the dream by showing up for it. The outcome, whether I get those millions of views, I don't know. I'm like Evan, I'm like, I'll do 350 of them because the impulse and the dream was there and I'm going to follow and honor that. And then, hey, the audience came. I had no idea the audience would ever come at the levels it did. I mean, many of you know my first book, did really great right out the gate. Then it kind of bombed because I didn't know any marketing and I was frustrated. I said, I need to learn out. I need to learn how to do this a little bit. So I started learning, but it still wasn't easy and it still isn't today. And I'm going through a process right now where, you know, we're going to launch this new podcast this weekend. We're launching, you know, uh, this influencer summit here. We're launching a whole new personal development brand coming up in December. And every time you go to launch something new, it's new. You're on the learning journey. So the question though, isn't just, will you be on the learning journey? It's, will you show up to honor the ideas you have? Will you show up to honor and work for the dreams that you have? Because if you'll show up for them, that will open you to go, I need to keep learning and get better. It will make you go, let me get skill here to fulfill this dream, fulfill this idea, fulfill this part of my life. Because some of you are in transition, And you feel so embarrassed because you're just starting out. It's like all you have to do is fulfill that calling, that voice, that dream for today and this week. And if you don't know what next Friday or next quarter or next year looks like, that's okay. Because guess what? As you're pursuing the dream, new avenues open and you'll follow your values in your heart. I'm doing things today I never imagined. Speaking to video like this, I never imagined it wasn't on my dashboard of like, uh, I'm going to become great at video. Uh, I, I wanted to become a good communicator when I was in high school and college. I didn't know the mediums it would happen through. I had to commit to developing the skills on those mediums in order to honor and share my gifts and my dreams and the value that I felt I could provide to people further. But I really want you, to, I want this to resonate with you. Evan didn't care that it took him 350 views not to hate himself. He didn't care that he's starting over a new brand right now with 11 people. I mean, I've launched so many things that when I first launched it, it was so small. And people were like, ha ha, Brennan, you know, it's not as big as I thought it would be. And then years later, they're like, dang, man, you're huge now. Why? Because I kept honoring that calling. I kept showing up for it on a Monday, even when I didn't know where I'd be on a Friday. Can I get an amen on a Friday, people? You got to believe in your dreams. You got to honor that calling. If you hear what I'm saying, type amen in the chat. Take amen in that Facebook comments. Type amen to believe in yourself. Type amen because you know that maybe you've been gifted. With something to put out in the world, even if you haven't figured out how. Type Amen to say thank you for being at Influencer Summit today because we're not even done yet. I got another awesome guest coming up here. We're going to go to church here. We're going to make this magic here together. Let's be part of a community that supports each other's calling and mission from all walks of life, no matter what that is for us. Let's honor our callings no matter what that journey looks like. Let's honor other people when they're on that journey because they've been given that gift. We don't have to judge them. We don't have to categorize them. We have to celebrate, oh, you're doing your thing? I love seeing you do your thing. I love seeing people do their thing. And when they do their thing and and it's working, I'm always like, how do you do that? And I'm humble enough to listen and observe. And I know you guys are too and that's what makes this community so magical. So please invite some people at Influencer Summit today. There's something that you heard today that you know your partner, your team, a friend needs to hear. They only get to hear it in the next 48 hours if they register at influencersummit.com. So I hope that you will participate and share it and bring people in this community because I think this is a conversation that needs to be had and needs to be heard and mostly needs to be celebrated. People are discounting themselves right now because they're scared of this year. Let's get some confidence and faith and belief back in. And you've heard those Things of believing in yourself and getting in the mix—you've heard it over and over and over through so many of these speakers. So I hope you'll honor that by sharing it too. All right. With that, woo! okay. So I'm really excited about this next guest, um, and so blessed to have connected. Uh, we connected on social media, though. This is another person who had been at one of my events, which I didn't know, uh, and so I—I um, I feel really excited because I've watched this person handle and navigate this year, which is a hard year and a difficult year with, 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 with real artistry and with real intention and with real inclusiveness, but also activism. And uh, so when I was trying to describe this next guest to be, I really struggled because, you know, there's ways to talk about people on social media. And, uh, And I was like, well, this person's like, they're, they're, they're a graphic design artist, but they have this voice, and, and she's got, like, this activism, but she's, like, so brilliant with personal development, but she's also teaching people how to handle all this stuff. And I just thought it was so amazing that I just had to invite someone most of you might know in the world or are starting to get to know as at Glow Graphics on Instagram. Her real name is Gloria Tanmo. Uh, she insists that I call her Glow, which is her, her name anyway. So, Glow, short for Gloria. Uh, she is such a ray of light. She is offering such unique and valuable perspective, especially in this tumultuous year. And I'm so excited to welcome Glow to Influencer Summit. Glow, are you out there on the internet for me? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so spreading. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, hey, hold on for a second. That's a real background, right? This is a real background. <laughs> okay, if you did, if you don't follow Glow Graphics, please go on Instagram at Glow Graphics at Glow Graphics on Instagram because she did a remake of that space. This is why I'm bringing it up. I saw you do that uh, on Instagram, and I was like, "That's so beautiful. I want to work there. I want to work there."
1: brendan this is all fake plants on amazon i got the same thing you got going on you know no one knows if it's real or not we got to make it work
0: <laughs> we ain't got time to take care of all those plants <laughs> glow it's an honor to have you here today
1: it's honor nice to be here brendan thank you so much and i've literally been i've been behind the screen for 15 hours straight. I'm, a, I'm, I'm much more of a student than I am a speaker. I'm here to learn, but I'm also here to serve. So thank you for putting on this community and bringing us together because this is so needed in this world.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got so many pages of notes and I'm gonna do to, <laughs> to you too. too, I know, because last time um, for some of you, uh, I had the blessing of having Glow coming in to speak to one of my masterminds and she just lit us up with, with, with just, I mean, again, a spirit of generosity and a spirit of service And I thought that was so powerful. And I would love for you to kind of walk it for those who don't know you, especially this year has been I've had so much fun walking, watching you this year and learning from you this year. Um, I I would love what's what's your perspective of this year and your journey, especially on Instagram, because as you've grown up there in front of so many people in a very hard year. Right. Um, Can you tell us a little about your journey, what got you there, and and how it's evolved this year? Because it's such a great story.
1: Thank you so much. And I first want to mention, because I know there's a lot of people here who... Grew up feeling isolated and feeling different before I get into what Instagram has done for me this year. Um, but I remember the day I knew I would be an entrepreneur. And like Craig says, I'm going to start with a quick story. I was 11 years old. It was career day in Mr. Miranda's class, and he wrote a bunch of um, professions on a flashcard at the front of the table uh, doctor, lawyer, firefighter, officer, librarian, all of these things. And all of my classmates at 11 years old rushed to the desk and knew what they wanted to be. I looked at myself, I was like, Why? How? What? Why am I so different that everyone knows at 11 years old what they want to do with their life? So I get to the front, and I'm looking at all these flashcards with all of these career options, and I'm waiting. You know how your heart, it's like, but my heart, I pretty much flatlined. I was like, boring. (laughs) Boy. <laughs> looking through I was like come on and being the rebel that I knew I was at a young age I didn't settle so I went back to my desk without picking a flashcard. I didn't know what the activity would be but I just didn't pick because I didn't see the option that would satisfy me little did I know and having a last name that starts with an A I was going to be called first Gloria stand up and read your flashcard. and I was like uh <laughs> I didn't pick one I, I stood up and I was like I didn't pick a card why not because I don't like my options. I don't let sassy 11-year-old glow. I don't like my options. And all of my classmates were like, ooh, you know, <laughs> Mr. Miranda. <laughs> you know, of course, I was, I was used to getting in trouble. It's, it's funny. My mouth got me in trouble when I was young, but it makes me money today. <laughs> but Mr. Miranda told me to stay after class. And he was like, I want you to look up the word entrepreneur. Since 11 years old, I had a word that defined what what I would be, my destiny. Some of us are one word, one quote, one story away from figuring out what our destiny is. So if you're someone here that you're showing up like, oh, everyone has a story. Everyone has a journey. I don't want to know what my lane is. I didn't know either. And I refused to settle. I had my options on the table and I refused to settle. So fast forward to this year. Um, and, and I like how um, Evan was mentioning that the first five years, it took him so long to get those first thousand followers. My first eight years on Instagram, it, it took me eight years to get 70,000 followers. And then it took me eight days to get to 200,000, eight days. Wow. Eight days. <laughs> when you talk about compounding followers, compounding interests, but it's incredible what happens when you stay dedicated. Sometimes it's not just about having all the tools and the equipment. It's just the longevity. It's the dedication. It's the commitment to showing up, saying like, look, I've got this dream. I've got this ambition. I've got this voice. I've got a platform. I've got a story. I've got a message. The audience isn't here yet, but I'm going to show up. How many of you guys are refusing to show up because you don't have the numbers yet? show up because the content you post today that's what converts tomorrow when i went viral on instagram this year i showed up at a time that was very hard very hard to show up before i started showing up i took a six-week break let's also normalize taking social media breaks i'm so uh you know consistency is super important and i i posted every single day on instagram for four years while i was building my travel blog but if you get to the point of burnout be okay with saying, "Let me take a step back, take care of my mental health, and then when I come back, I'll, I'll, I'll have even more." Because you can't pour from an empty cup if you have nothing to give. Because you Ooh. haven't served yourself, you're going to be empty.
0: Especially this year, and and you did that so well because you're you're talking about a time, y'all, where you know this year, and not only has it been, just been crazy for everybody, but also. Like she, 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 so she steps away for she literally took like a mental health holiday. She'd post on Instagram, like, here she is alone on vacation in a hotel during COVID, having champagne and reading books by herself because she was just like, I I need this break. And this is during COVID. And then you have this entire thing that happens with George Floyd, with Black Lives Matter, and this movement that we are seeing, thank God, behind, uh, in hopefully God bless improvements in racial relations and dealing with these inequalities we've had. And she's, if she's not in a good place here. How can you lead through that conversation? If you're not taking care of yourself, you know, I love that. You got to fill up your cup to be able to serve. And so how, how did this happen where like walk us through like, okay, you're on vacation, but now you're going to go into like serious activism. Uh, what, what's, how, do, how do you process that? Because also standing up for anything during this year has caused so much vitriol and so much social media hate. I think this meant, let's carry this mental health conversation into this activism because people want to do that, but they're scared.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's actually it's really interesting because right before I went viral, I was actually still you know home before I decided to to finally leave and quarantine on an island. But I do remember you know I took a break and I was like. I can't disappear forever. I, here I was. God gave me this platform. I have a message and a story to share, and I disappeared. And I was like, okay, this is a really powerful movement. I see a lot of people speaking up. And I also built up a platform to where people were literally waiting on me to share content so they could share it because they trusted my voice so much. Like, glow thank you for posting because I didn't know what to say, but I knew you would have the words. And I'm a writer at my core. I'm a writer first. I've been blogging for 19 years. So writing is like words are my way of expression. I believe we all have a way of artistic expression. Some of you guys, it's writing. Some of you, it's painting, music, whatever that is. So I knew that however I was going to show up and I kind of like how Danielle used it, I kind of hid behind graphics because mm-hmm. I was an emotional mess. I was crying every single day. And I was like, I, I need to serve. I need to show up. I can't show my face right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm a wreck. I'm a mess. But I know I, I, I need to lead in this moment. And so I, I figured out a way to take commonly asked questions and put them in a digestible format in carousels. Because let me tell you, the easy thing to do is to join the conversation of hate. Ah, screw this people. All it was was about a bunch of shouting online. And trust me, I I could do that. (laughs) If it weren't for meditation and prayer, (laughs) trust me, that's me. (laughs) That's me on a normal day. But before I got on social media, I would pray, I would meditate, I would journal, and then I would create my graphics, I would post it and I would disappear. No, because I was getting trolls, I was getting hate messages. But 10 times as many people that were sharing the message. And one post, I think the most it got was 5 million impressions. And you have all these Hollywood actors and celebrities sharing my stuff. And I'm like, you guys have a voice. You guys are like, who am I to, to you guys? And it was so crazy to see that in, in such a crucial time and emotional time, all you need to do is share a message with love and share a message that has heart behind it. Because it's so easy to join the conversation of hate. And I was like, how can I be a vessel and reflector of the light and love that I want to see in the world? Because right now it doesn't exist. So how can I how can i show it through my own message through my own platform and i almost became like like just a vessel i got to a point i'm also a christian but you know pastor's kid raised in the church <laughs> so i was like god use me what is your message use me because i am a vessel I'm, I'm this temporary, you know, <laughs> form of atoms floating in this, this world, you know, but I'm just, my soul is what lives on. And I wanted to be, you know, a vessel for God's love. And that's what it really came down to.
0: You are. and I want to highlight two things you just said. Um, one is like Danielle, she hid behind the brand. She hid behind the graphics. So she had this pretty Uh, Instagram page with these beautiful graphics. She is a graphic designer, right? I mean, she, she actually does it and showcases how she does this stuff. And I started relating with her and sharing with her because during this time I was making sure that I was studying and learning from other influencers, specifically people of color who I felt like already had a good message, but I, I wanted, I wanted to see people stand up and speak because I was like, we all have to do that. And I was urging, as you, many of you guys know, I was urging my community way early on, all of our community, like, you have to speak up for this right now. This, this is one of those critical moments when you, you, you have to let your position be known, not in terms of politics or this or that, but that you care, that you are observing, that you are seeing something, share something. And so I'm pushing people forward. I find Glow and she's, and I, when I see her as being, more expressive standing more out taking the activist route and i want to share though specifically how she did because i think this was this is unique and she she said this um one piece of it was she started doing these carousels and glow we have to explain this community because we have worldwide what that means and so let's talk about a carousel and let's talk about a specific piece that you mentioned that five million impression thing What was that and what gave that the fire? So those two things I think will help people uh, visualize who didn't see it.
1: Okay, so right now, you will get 17% more engagement on your Instagram if you are posting a carousel. So a carousel is a series of posts. It's multiple posts. So right before you're going to upload a post on your Instagram, click on that little dot in the bottom right hand. The bottom right hand. It's going to have a little uh, button. Click on that, and it's going to say, okay, this is your first first picture. And then click on um, more photos to upload in that carousel. But right what that does...
0: You get to post multiple pictures in one post. So it's one post with multiple pictures. That's a carousel.
1: And what's really great about that is sometimes you're not able to capture, you know, Instagram is a very visual platform. Obviously it's, it's become quite superficial in many ways over the years. So I think it's that level of authenticity, but also education people to these days want to be spoon fed and they want to get information that's easily digestible. So how can you make your information more palatable and more, um, accessible to people who are like, okay, this is a really complex topic. Where do I start? So I started breaking down all, all of the issues or all of the things that were happening during the, the big uproar around George Floyd. I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I take myself out of the equation? Let me pretend I am not a black woman. I have 30 years of being black. <laughs> that is 30 years of my own lived experiences that I like second nature stuff. But I was like, okay, Let me start with like the fact that it's not rude to call us black, like that was the carousel that went viral is it rude to call us black? And I was like, no, guys, black is what we are. We're actually really proud of that. We love being black. I love my skin. I'm more, we're happy to be black, you know? And so I really tried to say, okay, what are a bunch of questions that probably the every everyday non-black person has about black culture or the black community? Because where, where there's hatred, there's a lack of understanding. Where there's a lack of empathy, it's people not knowing, like, okay, ignorance around a subject isn't necessarily their fault if they haven't lived that experience. So I'm like, okay, let me take my own personal emotion out of it. Let me take my own personal lived experiences out of it and just show up like wanting to teach from a very basic standpoint. And I I know some of my black friends are like, girl, they should know this. I'm like, but they don't. And it's okay because that journey of knowing and that journey of understanding, like if I wanted to become an engineer, And I showed up and like, I asked a really basic question and they like got mad at me for not knowing the basics. It would turn me off to wanting to to be an engineer. So Uh, I'm like, okay, I want people to understand the black experience. How can I teach it with empathy and compassion that I would want to have if I was entering a world for the first time. And I want to share with you all that sometimes when you hear
0: like people doing education or related to activism. you It's this big philosophical, super complex thing. And you have to be like covering all the politics of it all. But glow, I want to share this with a great friend of mine who uh, is, is a person of indigenous background found out you were on the influencer summit. This person also happens to run a fortune 500 company sent me said, Oh, I love her. And sent me your carousel on is it okay to say to a black person or black woman specifically i love your hair and i really wanted to bring that up because you all you got to take your everyday lived experience how small of a thing is that right it's like it's a conversation that she hears many of you guys hear people say things to you your customers say things to you your friends say things to you your spouse says things to you what people say to you is often the greatest educational piece of content you can have, right? So if you say, oh, I was in a fight with my spouse last night, and he or she said this, and here's how I processed it. Here's how it felt, and here's where we went with it. That is really beautiful and great education because it's real. It's real. So she's like, hey, is it okay to tell a black woman I like your hair? And how does that processed? And so the answer is yes. <laughs> Life, yeah, let everyone guess. Is it okay? Is it not? I love that. By the way, tell them the answer. I love that piece of content because I was like, oh, I hadn't thought of that piece of it. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the answer is yes, but I broke down the complexities of like, why it can sometimes be a nuanced conversation. It's like compliment our hair but don't touch it. Compliment our hair, but don't ask, you know, oh, how did you do that? Can you teach me? Can you show me? Because sometimes we just want to live. We don't want to always have to teach. And, you know, when when you're raised in a country that sometimes views your existence as secondary, you're constantly having to teach people things that is like everyday for them. And again, it takes a lot of humbling, but, you know, you, you can Every single day, there's a chance to educate. And I kind of want to go back a little bit into my travel experiences, because before I got into this personal development space, um, I was a travel blogger. I've been to 80 countries across six continents. And you can imagine some of those 80 countries are people that have never seen a black person before. And it's like, oh, Serena Williams, Serena Williams, oh, sign my autograph. And it's like, you know, there's this Russian man that wouldn't leave me alone. So I signed it for his kids. But I was like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> this cannot be real. But it's like it's so humbling. And even though they would come to me and be like, oh, here's my favorite rap song, here's my favorite NBA player, show me some moves. And I was in Poland. It's like, oh, shake that butt like Nicki Minaj. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but I understand and I can contextualize that like, okay, this is like Their level of excitement is like not every encounter that I have with people is like derogatory or negative. Like this is their excitement that is coming out in a very um, interesting way. And so I had to learn how to say, okay, this is a teaching moment. And oftentimes I traveled to learn about other cultures, but I would go around being the teacher. And so I think that natural teaching aspect came out when I was traveling the world and experiencing so many cultures who were so fascinated by black people or only saw us in movies or didn't know that we were real. One person said, oh my gosh, I've seen you on TV, but... I didn't know you were real. <laughs> and the level of privilege that we have because of you know the access to movies and media and just our upbringing you know we can normalize a lot of different cultures and I was born and raised in the Bay area. So like, I've seen every culture, color, flavor, and everything. And I'm a daughter of two Nigerian immigrant parents. So, you know, just being born and raised in that world, you know, it, it allowed me to kind of see from firsthand experience that, wow, there, there are a lot of teaching moments and it's okay to step up and be a teacher. <laughs> Love it. It's
0: okay to step up and be a teacher and not step up and be a judger. It's step up and be a teacher by sharing everyday lived experiences. And you've heard all the other speakers too, not coming from a perspective of, 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 of race or background, but just saying the way to connect with an audience is to share your everyday real life and how you're seeing things, interpreting things, feeling things, what the audience is feeling, serving and educating to that feeling or that interpretation. You've heard that as these themes. And I just wanted to really hit that home. Um, Also, glow like at some point too which is one reason I just have mad respect for you is you also are willing to go okay this pissed me off today Uh, this was enough and that activist edge will come in and be like listen when you choose to put yourself out that way that way because there's plenty of people uh, people of all walks people of color even who are scared to share anything because the vitriol that comes back uh, me, being a privileged and lucky and blessed white guy um, from a small town uh, raised by an immigrant mother who lost her dad in, in the first French-Vietnamese conflict, uh, a son of a, a military person uh, growing up, um, I didn't have a ton of perspective to diversity outside of my life, but I developed these values because mostly because my mom. And so for me, it was a lot of like I I feel like compelled to share this both on immigration and both on the diversity thing. And I'm putting myself out there and I know the blowback and the 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 vitriol I got because I don't get every word right. I don't know how to do things. How do you make that decision to go, oh, I'm going to get in and I'm going to be willing to take what comes back? Because how do you deal with the hate is a question we get all the time. And I'm sure you get way more than me because you're educating in that area more specifically than I am. So how how do you deal at first? Where does that decision come from? Because it's a bold one. And then second, how do you deal with what comes back?
1: Yeah. So first and foremost, thank you, Brennan, for like speaking up during that time, because I know a lot of people thought it was easier to stay silent or like, okay, this is another one that will pass over. And I can just miss that wave. And I think it's so important when people see that you will stand for something that it means you won't fall for anything. And whenever I choose to make a post that I know is just going to get backlash and draw hatred and draw trolls and the amount of people that are in my dms telling me to kill myself hang myself calling me a monkey like I, and this has taken a lot of self-work everyone has mentioned having therapists you know so important great investment but like i just feel for the person who who i, I think anthony mentioned it but a happy and successful person isn't putting that type of stuff out there, and stop projecting that type of hate into the world. So I feel almost pity for the person who feels like they're they're going to to reach me. I'm like, I am so blessed. I know who I am. I know whose I am. Like I, I I'm here to fulfill a calling and a message, and I, I, I don't let it get to me. But every now and then, when I respond. I, I almost, <laughs> I almost like question them to make them keep repeating what they're saying. I pretend I don't understand like, Oh, go kill yourself. Oh, what do you mean by that? Could you, could you explain how, like, and I just, I really like kind of like act ignorant just so they can, oh, I said, oh, I do, do, do. next thing you know, they're just like, boom and it just goes away. Um, oftentimes in my post on my feed, um, my followers will handle my light work before I even see it. So you'll see a hundred comments like, no, this is. why what- <laughs> And so when you build you and the, yeah. the, the honestly the, the people
0: who get you and get your spirit and your soul, no matter what your background is, they'll stand up for you. When other people, people came after me and they were like, you know, Brendan is this or that. And, and my community came in and goes, have you studied this guy's work for two decades? What are you talking about? And I appreciate that because then I didn't have to do it. And that comes from being consistent and serving your audience and, and showing your heart and letting people know your values over a period of time. They'll get your back. I right. think everyone needs to understand, especially those who are beginning, you're so scared to be on your own. Your audience is gonna have you, they're gonna have your back. Those people will come out who are less informed, less exposed, yeah. um, less in, you know, educated on certain topics. Um, who never had that perspective or that lived experience, they're, they're going to come out and they're going to go at you. But also a lot of people are going to go, thank you for speaking up.
1: And, you know, it's it's also important to understand that sometimes all it takes someone is one story or one uh, level of connection. And I also understood that here I am with this very unique position to uh, honestly educate a bunch of people, because in those 200,000 people that came in eight days, I would say 70 to 80 percent were white women, white women who are just like, oh, my gosh, I've never had a close black friend. So, Glow well, you can kind of be my virtual friend that I can learn from, because a lot of them were just like they, they were newborns in this world of like, OK, I know I need to educate myself. I don't know where to start. The books exist. The videos exist. The articles exist. Me telling them to go educate yourself. That is always an option, but is that going to be inviting? And is that a reflection of the love that I want to preach on my platform? There's a quote that that goes, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I believe that. And I'm all about service and I'm all about love and I'm all about positivity and empowerment. And if I can't do that in this area, am I a fraud? Am I really about the core values that I stand behind in my business? So it took a lot of humbling, a lot of prayer, a lot of crying, because I also get a lot of triggered messages like, one woman shared she was like oh my gosh glow like this carousel helped me understand and i showed it to my grandma my grandma when i was younger whenever black people passed by she would lock the car i didn't know that i subconsciously started doing that as a mother because i saw my grandma do it and so now we are actively unlearning these subconscious behaviors that are racist you know and sharing those stories it makes me cry so much because i'm like it's just one story but it's It's one of thousands that I'm not reading or seeing. So don't be afraid to like share those stories and take those stands because a lot of people, a lot of the praise or a lot of the impact that you make won't even reach your ears. So do it for the people that won't even come back to you with the the testimonies. Like there's so much impact that you can make with your story.
0: I love it. So much impact you can make with your story. And also, you know, one of the reasons I knew we were going to be friends is, and i follow you Uh, as an influencer to influence me is because I believe that in any, in any given genre or area, you can be an activist and you can have a position and you can have a stated like perspective and you can do it, but you can do that while also honoring other people and honoring their learning journey. Like for me, I deeply believe in climate change. I talk a lot about it when I'm out with certain groups and it's a big part of my life. And people will be like, I don't, I honor, the fact that some people might have a different perspective about what to do or what to solve it. And I share mine openly, honestly, here's what I think, here's what I believe. And when people don't get it, or they haven't had exposure or they don't know the science, or they have a different perspective because of this is where they're from, or this is the job or the industry they're in. I honor that that's their thing. That's where they're at. And you're really great at like, this is a perspective or this is some education, but over the course, and this is important, everybody over the course of your brand, you want to be inclusive because you don't think you can transform people if you weren't first open to them.
1: Yeah, that's it. And, and and it's so important. Again, that level of compassion, Brendan, that is so rare. And I just commend you for always modeling that, but being aware of like people's journey and knowing that I, I think this is, um, gosh, I'm not going to remember who I, th- I want to say it was Liz Gilbert who, who said this on a podcast, but she said, whenever she sees someone act out of behavior, she was like, oh, that was me five years ago. Oh, that was me before therapy. Oh, that was me before I grew up and got mature. <laughs> so, That's,
0: so yeah. That's so good. I'd love to talk about how, uh, you know, cause, cause it is a, it's a beautiful thing when people are recognized for their work and those followers all of a sudden come on and, and, um, what happens and how that translates to the business side of things because obviously your business along with this when the more fans and followers or this kind of attention business tends to go up and so maybe what have you learned about business this year that you might impart to others as, as they're both growing it or when they have that hit
1: man i if if you told me that target and walmart and alicia keys would be in my inbox for contracts like that level of exposure again because people might. Land on your page, but 50% of like conversion is getting to your page. The other 50% is what you've already posted to get them to click follow. Because a lot of people on Instagram, they've gone viral or they have that one post that does really well. Then you go to their page and you're like, oh, that was a one time thing. They were a one hit wonder because the rest of their content is subpar or they haven't been consistent or they posted for the first time this year. And so it's incredible to see that like when you're just consistent, that alone will speak for itself. Your Instagram is, is essentially a portfolio of your work. So all of these brands came out of nowhere when I went viral. And I literally, Brendan, on, on the busiest day, I got 187 emails of brand offers. These are brands paying five and six figure contracts to work with me, to speak to their audiences about racial inclusion, to, to post about their move to, 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 to shout them out that all of these different offers. And I was already like a travel influencer, travel content creator, but since you know COVID, there wasn't as much travel jobs this year, it was incredible because I'd even doubled my revenue. In lockdown, in lockdown, I doubled my revenue, I made more money behind my computer. And then with the carousels, I saw that like, okay, this education, I have the capacity to create um, one post a day because I'm a one woman show shout out to solopreneurs out there who are a little paranoid and terrified to hire people. (laughs) I do all my own content creation. I post in real time. I respond to all my own DMs and comments. And when I um, when I was going viral with my carousels, I saw that people were like, oh, can you answer this question? Can you answer this question? And there were all of these questions. I was like, guys, I have capacity for one carousel a day, one lesson a day. Like, this is a lot. But I realized, I'm like, look, if you create a digital product, it's a 30 day sequence. People can take that at their own pace. If they want to do it in one day, that's cool. But like, create a, a digital product that people can do more education on. Because right now, you're a trusted voice in this space, and people want to learn from you specifically on topics that. Are everywhere. Again, information exists for free everywhere, but people pay for your perspective. Information exists everywhere. People pay for your perspective on that information. So when I created that digital product, low ticket, low offer, $27, it was called 30 Days and 30 Ways to Be a Better Ally. It was something that, like, okay, everyone can just go at their own pace for the next 30 days. I'm going to take 30 stories, 30 personal anecdotes, 30 resources, 30 videos, 30 quotes, things that can really bring people into this experience. Because, again, in order for people to get educated on a, on a subject, you need to empathize and understand it. So I was like, how do I create this understanding? How do I humanize this experience of Black Lives Matter and this experience of the Black community? How can I put myself into the middle of it, not as like, you know, woo, look at me. But like, if people know me and trust me and feel good with me or safe with me, like they can learn through my voice and my perspective on it. And that resource guide, the, the first digital product I did, that ended up doing six figures in six weeks. And this was completely, Brendan, let me let me be super honest. Daily, every single day, someone was sending me, Glow, what's your PayPal? What's your Cash App? What's your Venmo?" I said, no, no, I, I, I'm not. I don't want handouts. I, I want my money with sweat on it. I work for mine. I, we're not here for handouts. I love to work, I love to hustle. And, I, I, and people were like, let me donate to you because I see you crying on your stories. Like, that's not why I'm crying. I want you guys to understand the, the pain that the community is feeling. And so I was like, okay, if all of these people wanna donate anyway, let me create a resource that they can put their money towards because I don't want their handouts and literally for that to do six figures in six weeks was insane. And then my next digital product did six figures in six days. And so again, when you
0: (laughs) give her a round of applause, Hey, will you guys do me a favor? Light up the comments and the chat down below celebrating glow (laughs) at glow graphics on Instagram. Glow, <laughs> if I say the last do I say right? Yeah, you're the perfect, Brendan. I was like, dang. <laughs> oh, well, so it took me a while to call you Glow because I was like, she's Gloria. And I was telling people, Gloria, and they're like, who are you talking about? I'm like, Glow Graphics, Glow tanmo. Anyway, she's unbelievable. Light her up. Thank her so much for bringing this great energy, the spirit of generosity. And also, Congratulations for saying, you know, I, I love this. I, I want sweat on my money. I want to show up. I want to work for these people. I, you know, I'm not just here to, to, to just, you know, talk. I'm, I'm here to add value, to educate, to transform people's lives and change human behavior. And that's what she's been doing. So please make sure you shout out down below. Thank her. Tag her at Glow Graphics so she can see it. Use hashtag Influencer Summit so we can all see it because all the speakers are looking at hashtag Influencer Summit. So we'll see your stuff. That's our secret of seeing you guys. It's like, that's how we're following everybody. So make sure you do that. This is so good. So you launched this $27, was it a, a course, an ebook? You said it was a guide.
1: Yeah. And so I, I forgot who said this. It, I think it was day one, but it's like, you can take what could be a course, but if you put it in like a handbook guidebook format, a lot of times it's semantics, Brennan. Like, let's be honest. Like, this is... This is a book that most people don't pay more than $10, $12 for a book. But if you format it like a course, like a self-paced course, then it becomes more valuable. And a lot of people need to see exactly what they're getting in the title. And if you guys are stuck on digital products, make the title the last thing. Because I was like, what am I going to call this? There's so many things. Ah." (laughs) And like Anthony Truck said, I built this in a weekend. It took me 20 hours, sat down, got to work. The first six hours are going to suck because you don't have the structure. You don't know what the design is. Canva.com, you know, everyone creates their stuff on Canva, but it's so hard to think of the structure because you have so much that you want to share. So if you're wanting to write a handbook, a guidebook, an ebook, an e-course, like that can be anywhere from $27 to $97. I think that's a pretty industry standard, and I think that's very fair because again, If you start getting to a a place of mass reach, because I had a lot of high ticket offers, you know, five figure mastermind, four figure course, not everyone can afford that. So you need to make a low ticket offer that is kind of like the introduction into your product ecosystem or your product suite. And so this ally resource guide became kind of the first way people would understand my teaching and the level of value that I serve was that course or ebook worth $27. No, it was worth way more. So many people then began to share in their stories how is this only 27 Glow, I can see that the work you put into this is worth so much more. People became my ambassadors because I priced it so low. Like, think about that people will become your ambassadors and share your product and your message when you make it affordable. So I know a lot of us, we have a lot of value to give. We have a lot to share. We got bills to pay. And you think that you only want to go for the three, four, five figure uh, offers. And that is okay. You can definitely build to that. Your product ecosystem can contain that. But if you're looking for an introductory way to start, that info product, that beginner level thing can be really um, accessible for a lot of people.
0: Totally. Those who've been with us for a long time, you know, this is the grid, you know, yeah. it's the, you know low tier price point up to hundred bucks. We talk about the mid tier price point, a hundred to 500, the high tier 500 and above. And then the exclusive, you know, that thousand dollars and above and being able to work people through that, but let them choose Yeah. and showing them that, that it's so critical because the, the free stuff, that's the social media, the free stuff, that's the YouTube, the podcast, the free stuff, that's the things that you're showing up and in doing interviews, doing press, just putting stuff out there. That's your blog. But then the, the business is that low tier, mid tier, high tier, and how well you take people from low tier, mid tier to high tier and the value differentiation of those things in the marketplace. And that's always been, you know, so key to, to, to what, to what we're doing. I, you talked about all these people in the inbox and they're reaching out and they glow. We want to, you know, do a deal with you. like, When you think about a deal, like you mentioned all these different brands, when a good one comes in, what's a good one? Like, what do you go? Oh, I like what they're because sometimes they're going to ask you to jump through 50 hoops. They want you to do 100 videos for you. They want you to go on a tour. They want all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, we'll give you a thousand dollars. Other times it's oh, you know, it's like we'll give you a couple hundred thousand dollars for a couple posts. So can you tell us what goes in like What's the full menu of what goes in these types of deals that you're seeing and hearing about?
1: Oh, I'm so glad you asked that because, again, just quickly referencing my, my journey as an influencer. I started off as a travel blogger, so I was traveling and I was like, OK, I just need to build my brand. If I'm trying to become a travel blogger, I obviously need to be able to travel. But after I graduated college, I booked a one way ticket to Europe with five hundred dollars in my bank account. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't recommend it. But if you have, you know, immigrant parents, you can probably relate like Gloria you will be a doctor or a lawyer or you're a disappointment. You're you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a doctor. And that was always her belief in me. I told her 10 days before I graduated that I actually changed my major. (laughs) And so I was kind of like running away from my mom's wrath because I was so upset to disappoint her or scared that I disappointed her. But when I was traveling initially, I had to learn how to pitch myself. I didn't have money. So I would walk into hostels and say, Hey, like, um, can I have a bed, but I'll work your reception and I'll work your, I'll, like whatever you need me to do, I'll work it. Nothing was beneath me. So if you're starting out, don't be afraid of the grunt work. I am not like, I knew that I was going to live an extraordinary life, but it meant that I also had to build myself up to get there. A lot of us, your entitlement and your ego is going to get in the way of your growth. Woo!
0: your entitlement and ego is going to get in the way of your growth Glow lighting it up at glow graphics give her a shout out quote that your entitlement your ego is going to get in the way of your growth Light her up that's amazing that's so true so and true
1: i was willing like the first company that reached out to me they said we'll pay you 35 dollars to write articles for me back in 2013 nobody was paying any money so 35 dollars. i was like oh i'm gonna make it this is it I'll be be able to afford everything, (laughs) but obviously I learned very quickly that I wasn't going to work long, but what they did do is they flew me to my first 20 countries, round trip flights, paid for hotel, gave me a food stipend and paid $35 for every article that I wrote. So I saw that as an opportunity to work my way into a ladder. So even if these brands aren't paying your value, which, you know, we can talk about value in a little bit, but even if you're, if you're starting out and you don't even know what you're worth yet, be okay with, with, with getting the experience because sometimes the experience is worth more than what your your value is because for me i needed to be able to travel yes. to build my travel blog so i was taking lower offers because while they're flying me to germany and switzerland and vietnam and bali i'm able to create content for myself like i'm working for them but i'm building my own brand on the side until i got to a point where i was like thank you <laughs> you know i was like can i yeah Experience priceless
0: it's priceless <laughs> You know, Glo, I just recently, like we put out, we were hiring a bunch of people and yeah. people are coming in, they know my brand, right? So they're like, oh, and we made them ask how much they wanted to earn in the in the cover letter. <sighs> and a lot of people are coming up with very little experience, but they know my brand. So they are like, I want, you know, $300,000 a year. I'm like, you ain't done nothing yet. Do you know what the value of working with us for six months is? You'll learn more about online marketing and digital economy in six months here than you'll learn 10 years anywhere else. But everyone was coming in with this entitled mindset because they knew the brand. And I think that happens often a lot with big brands. You think, oh, wait, Target should give me a million dollars because they're Target. No, they are Target. You're starting out. You get to work with them. You're going to learn a lot. That $35 or that $1,000 is going to teach you corporate deals. You take that even though it's not as big because you're getting to play with the big folks and you're getting to learn. And that's valuable when you're beginning.
1: And Brendan, can I mention that a lot of other travel bloggers were making fun of me? Like, oh, Glow, they don't pay bloggers anything. Like, you're worth more than 35. Like, I can't believe you would take that. Raise, know your standards, Glow, this and that. I was like, oh, they have no idea. They have no idea. People won't understand your vision if they don't have your imagination. I knew I was called Woo! for <laughs> People won't understand your vision because they don't have your imagination. I have a colorful and expensive imagination. I know where I'm going and I know what I'm building. And I was willing to start from the ground. I'm humble enough to say, look, let's get to work. Let's build. Let's do this because I know what I'm building. I got to start somewhere. I'm not going to come in and say, I got a fancy camera and cute hair. So pay me all this money. (laughs) I was like, let me start from the ground up. And so fast forward and let me talk about my first rejection really quickly, but I'm learning how to pitch because I'm like, OK, what do I you know, how do I build up more experience? So I go to this this hotel in France and I'm trying to work on pitches. Be OK with getting rejection. We're going to talk about rejection for a second because I pitched this. this My first pitch is to a, a hotel in France. And I was like, hi, I would love to work for your hotel or I would love to work and um stay at your hotel, to be sponsored at your hotel. I can take photos. I can do this. It'll be my 24th birthday. I think it'll be a great celebration. <laughs> and they were like, eh, we will not eh, entertain your escapades. Eh, no. <laughs> 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 Excuse my really bad French accent. But it was like the worst type of rejection. They could have ignored me. They could have just said no. But they told me, we will not entertain your escapades. No.
0: It's very French, by the way. <laughs> My mom's French. So this, 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 this is right up the alley here.
1: <laughs> I needed that. I needed that. But it's in those moments where you, you get to figure out what you're made of. If I let that turn me off from ever pitching a company again, I wouldn't be here. I was like, okay, one, one hotel down. I've got nine more because on average, one out of 10, you're going to get a response or a yes. So I was like, okay, let me go to the next one. Let me go to the next one. Let me go to the next one. And eventually got to my yes. So fast forward to today, when brands pitch me, the first thing I do is especially if you're a blogger, depending on your industry, it's important to see who else has worked for them. So when I was a travel blogger, there was a certain caliber of uh, work that, you know, elite bloggers would take. And so I would look up this company and I would Google all um, all I, all opinions are my own and then insert the company. So every blogger, if you are sponsored by a company, you have to put a disclaimer in your post, in your blog post that says all opinions are my own. So when I type that into Google, all opinions are my own. And then I put the brand name. It brings up all the bloggers they've worked with. If they're a bunch of no-name bloggers, I'm like, oh, this company's probably don't have a budget. Or if they're elite bloggers, I was like, okay, they they probably got budget and they're probably reputable because it's, it's important to understand that like your company, who you surround yourself with, the caliber of people that you're working with as well, like that says a lot, you know? And so I was looking at that first. And then it's also important, and this is like key, like I would give this advice to like my high level course, but I'm going to tell you guys, because you guys are on Influencer Summit and you showed up and you're still going after three days, but I created an alias email. So my alias email was my manager because perception is everything. And I needed to look important. And I was doing all my own marketing, all my own negotiating. So I had to look like I had a team. His name was Jay Harper and no offense, but he needed to sound like a white man. so i was like all right jay harper listen jamie kern lima as you saw this
0: morning who's a billionaire she was doing this at the beginning of it cosmetics she had uh she had a make-believe alias that was her assistant that was help her doing marketing and brand um distribution deals at the very beginning um you know i I can't comment on the legality of it but i recognize the hustle in it and i hear that story over and over y'all (laughs)
1: And I will say there's power in being a manager (laughs) versus an assistant as well, because I think it's that like, oh, you have talent management, you have someone managing your brand, like, okay, like you must be kind of a big deal and so it would all funnel through jay harper shout out to all the people in the comments who are like jay let them know who jay is (laughs) but yeah I i would respond and here's the thing because people would pitch me knowing i was glow like glow we love you you're great we want to work with you oh but we don't have a budget and again these are these are like reputable brands and like if This is is when I got to a point where I was like, no, no, I deserve to be paid. I do have value now. And like, oh, we love you, but we don't have budget. And I was like, ah, they know that I put too many exclamation marks. They know that I'm a happy person. They know that I'm always grateful. So how do I tell them that I'm worth, you know, I'm a boss woman and I deserve it. So I had to bring Jay in who has no exclamation marks. He emails in monotone. He has <laughs> no expression. He could like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> you know, so Jay was almost like my security guard. He, he was like my wingman who like got my back and was the business aspect. So I can stay as a personality and the talent because a lot of brands will try to pitch you up playing like your level of lovability and they knew that like i'm a bubbly person and glow we love you but we don't have budget and sorry but we still want to work with you jay came in jay made me i want to say well over a hundred thousand dollars brendan well over a hundred thousand dollars jay's made me
0: and jay could be like when they come in with those low prices jay could be like we will not entertain your escapades <laughs> he could be your frenchman he got your back you know jay's french but Jay showing up french on this people um, <laughs> so, Well, i love you so much i love you so much um i want to ask you uh what i've got to ask everyone is like okay people are just starting some people are just starting in their first 12 18 months then those also who have that ramp up here that you're in right now of scale uh, especially as a solopreneur, right? When that happens, it's like, wow. So how, how, what would you recommend to those who are starting and those who are in this Wah! scale period time?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is so good. Um, I've been loving everyone else's answers. Um, but I, I will say I, I have this thing called a timeline bio that I have all of my my uh, students and mentees go through. And a lot of times we are going through our own journey. And I'll what a timeline bio is in a second but when we go through our own journey it is years in the making it is years of hustle that people don't see and every single day you are being introduced to somebody new or your platform like every every single day people are landing on your platform that you have no idea about so what is this introduction that you're making passively because you're not seeing the people that come to your page and say huh what is my face value judgment based on your last three photos and your bio So what your timeline bio is, I want you to think of like your last or or think of 10 photos and think of your last 10 years. What are 10 of the most monumental moments of your life that have gotten you here today? And I want you to get gritty with it. I've had my students talk about divorces, abuse, um, eating disorders, neglect, um, suicidal thoughts, because when you bring back the humanity into your business, people do not connect with logos. They connect with people personalize, and personify your life and your struggle and your hustle. And when you can bring the last 10 years of your experience into this one post, oh my God, you will get times 20 the engagement that you've ever seen. Every single time people post it like, oh my gosh, like my, my best friend from third grade reached out. Like all these people are reaching out. It's because we forget behind this highlight reel facade of Instagram that there's all of this struggle that we never talk about. Like, let's normalize the fact that life is hard, and we go through a lot of stuff, and we're silent sufferers. And brennan I'm going to be honest for a second. Uh, oof, I don't want <clears throat> to. I'm taking so many So
0: good.
1: Yeah, but right one one month before your event at High Performance Academy, I was having suicidal thoughts. I was traveling, and I had emergency uh, operation to remove a, a 28 centi- centimeter cyst on my ovaries. I was a travel blogger. I had built up my life traveling seven years full time. And all of a sudden, this emergency operation had me down. I was on bed rest for six weeks on the no-fly list. I thought my life was over. And I came to that event, and I was reminded of the Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter? That story changed my life. And I think it's so important when people remember and they see the struggle behind your story. It's so important. And there's so many people that are struggling and silently suffering, and it's so important for you to share that so for the people that are starting again that timeline bio, take ten stories from your life and think of ten pictures that personify and 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 show those stories for the people that want to scale
0: the bigger I the rich love right now glow <laughs> just light her up in the comments with some love for sharing her heart um, I didn't know that story glow. Um, so thank you for sharing that because that's really, it's just vulnerable and real. And, and it's also an honor because, you know, I, I never know all the, so many thousands of people attend our events and I, it's easy to forget. And for me to disconnect from the fact like, wow, this person came in here and, and they were suicidal or this person came in here and they were depressed or this person came in here and they just got divorced or lost their job or something. And um, I mean, that's why I do with the work that I do is hopefully to impact people in the right time of their their life. So I didn't know that. So I'm trying to keep myself together. No,
1: No, we're going to, we're going to go into scaling now. And I want to give a a quick shout out to Simon ben Sadie and Samantha Roberto who got me to that event they were really close in my life and they yes. yeah they, they, they were like "Glow, you gotta get here and I, I flew 26 hours and I was like okay I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make it I was you know and so big shout out to them this is the importance of accountability and surrounding yourself with people who truly care and love you they're not just there for the wins but they are there with you during your lows and those two people were so instrumental for me. But talking about scaling, um, a lot of people like the, the bigger, the bigger
0: in with this entitled mindset, cause they knew the brand. And I think that happens often a lot with big brands. You think, Oh wait, target should give me a million dollars because they're target. No, they are target. You're starting out. You get to work with them. You're going to learn a lot. That $35 or that thousand dollars is going to teach you corporate deals. You take that even though it's not as big because you're getting to play with the big folks and you're getting to learn. And that's valuable when you're beginning.
1: And Brendan, can I mention that a lot of other travel bloggers were making fun of me? Like, oh, Glow, they don't pay bloggers anything. Like, you're worth more than 35. Like, I can't believe you would take that. Know your standards, Glow, this and that. I was like, oh, they have no idea. They have no idea. People won't understand your vision if they don't have your imagination. I knew I was called for (laughs) People won't understand your vision because they don't have your imagination. I have a colorful and expensive imagination. I know where I'm going and I know what I'm building. And I was willing to start from the ground. I'm humble enough to say, look, let's get to work. Let's build. Let's do this because I know what I'm building. I got to start somewhere. I'm not going to come in and say, I got a fancy camera and cute hair. So pay me all this money. (laughs) I was like, let me start from the ground up. And so fast forward and let me talk about my first rejection really quickly, but I'm learning how to pitch because I'm like, okay, what do I, you know, how do I build up more experience? So I go to this, this hotel in France and I'm trying to work on pitches, be okay with getting rejection. We're going to talk about rejection for a second because I pitched this, this, my first pitch is to a, a hotel in France and I was like, hi, I would love to work for your hotel or I would love to work and. um stay at your hotel to be sponsored at your hotel. I can take photos. I can do this. It'll be my 24th birthday. I think it'll be a great celebration. <laughs> and they were like, eh, we will not eh, entertain your escapades. Eh, no. <laughs> 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 Excuse my really bad French accent. But it was like the worst type of rejection. They could have ignored me. They could have just said no. But they told me, we will not entertain your escapades. No. It's
0: very French, by the way. <laughs> My mom's French, so this is, this, is, this is right up the alley here.
1: <laughs> I needed that. I needed that. But it's in those moments where you, you get to figure out what you're made of. If I let that turn me off from ever pitching a company again, I wouldn't be here. I was like, okay, one, one hotel down. I've got nine more. Because on average, one out of ten, you're going to get a response or a yes. So I was like, okay, let me go to the next one. Let me go to the next one. Let me go to the next one. And eventually got to my yes. So fast forward to today, when brands pitch me, the first thing I do, is especially if you're a blogger, depending on your industry, it's important to see who else has worked for them. So when I was a travel blogger, there was a certain caliber of uh, work that, you know, elite bloggers would take. And so I would look up this company and I would Google all, um, all all opinions are my own and then insert the company. So every blogger, if you are sponsored by a company, you have to put a disclaimer in your post, in your blog post that says all opinions are my own. So when I type that into Google, all opinions are my own. And then I put the brand name. It brings up all the bloggers they've worked with. If they're a bunch of no-name bloggers, I'm like, oh, this company's probably don't have a budget. Or if they're elite bloggers, I was like, okay, they they probably got budget and they're probably reputable because it's, it's important to understand that like your company, who you surround yourself with, the caliber of people that you're working with as well, like that says a lot, you know? And so I was looking at that first. And then it's also important, and this is like key, like I would give this advice to like my high level course, but I'm going to tell you guys, because you guys are on Influencer Summit and you showed up and you're still going after three days, but I created an alias email. So my alias email was my manager because perception is everything. And I needed to look important. And I was doing all my own marketing, all my own negotiating. So I had to look like I had a team. His name was Jay Harper and no offense, but he needed to sound like a white man. (laughs) so i was like all right
0: jay harper listen jamie kern lima as you saw this morning who's a billionaire she was doing this at the beginning of it cosmetics she had uh she had a make-believe alias that was her assistant that was help her doing marketing and brand um distribution deals at the very beginning um you know i I can't comment on the legality of it but i recognize the hustle in it and i hear that story over and over y'all
1: And I will say there's power in being a manager versus an assistant as well, because I think it's that like, oh, you have talent management, you have someone managing your brand, like, okay, like you must be kind of a big deal and so it would all funnel through Jay Harper shout out to all the people in the comments who are like Jay let them know who Jay is <laughs> but yeah I would, I would respond and here's the thing because people would pitch me knowing I was Glow like Glow we love you you're great we want to work with you oh but we don't have a budget and again these are these are like reputable brands and like if this this is when I got to a point where I was like, no, no, I deserve to be paid. I do have value now. And like, oh, we love you, but we don't have budget. And I was like, ah, they know that I put too many exclamation marks. They know that I'm a happy person. They know that I'm always grateful. So how do I tell them that i'm worth you know i'm a boss woman and i deserved it so i had to bring jay in who has no exclamation marks he emails in monotone he has no expression he could be like "Mm -mm 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 -mm." (laughs) you know so jay was almost like my security guard he he was like my wingman who like got my back and was the business aspect so i can stay as a personality and the talent because a lot of brands will try to pitch you up playing like your level of lovability and they knew that like i'm a bubbly person and glow we love you but we don't have budget and sorry but we still want to work with you jay came in jay made me i want to say well over a hundred thousand dollars brendan well over a hundred thousand dollars jay's made me
0: and jay could be like when they come in with those low prices jay could be like we will not entertain your escapades <laughs> <laughs> he could be your Frenchman he got your back you didn't know Jay's French but Jay showing up French on this Well, um, <laughs> so, I love you so much I love you so much um, I want to ask you uh, what I've got to ask everyone is like okay people are just starting some people are just starting in their first 12-18 months then those also who have that ramp up here that you're in right now of scale uh, especially as a solopreneur right when that happens it's like wah so how, how what would you recommend to those who are starting and those who are in this whoop scale period time
1: <laughs> yeah this is so good um, I've been loving everyone else's answers um, but I, I will say I, I have this thing called a timeline bio that I have all of my my uh, students and mentees go through and a lot of times we are going through our own journey and I'll explain what a timeline bio is in a second. But when we go through our own journey, it is years in the making. It is years of hustle that people don't see. And every single day you are being introduced to somebody new or your platform, like every, every single day people are landing on your platform that you have no idea about. So what is this introduction that you're making passively? Because you're not seeing the people that come to your page and say, huh, what is my face value judgment based on your last three photos? and your bio so what your timeline bio is i want you to think of like your last or or think of 10 photos and think of your last 10 years what are 10 of the most monumental moments of your life that have gotten you here today and i want you to get gritty with it i've had my students talk about divorces abuse um eating disorders neglect, um suicidal thoughts because when you bring back the humanity into your business people do not connect with logos they connect with people personalize and personify your life and your struggle and your hustle and when you can bring the last 10 years of your experience into this one post oh my god you will get times 20 the engagement that you've ever seen every single time people post it like glow oh my gosh like my, my best friend from third grade reached out like all these people are reaching out it's because we forget behind this highlight reel facade of instagram that there's all of this struggle that we never talk about. Like let's normalize the fact that life is hard and we go through a lot of stuff and we're silent sufferers. And Brennan, I'm gonna be honest for a second. Uh, oof, I don't wanna- I'm <clears> taking <throat> <throat> so many. Yeah, so good. yeah but right one, one month before your event at High Performance Academy, I was having suicidal thoughts. I was traveling and I had emergency uh, operation to remove a, a 28 centi- centimeter cyst on my ovaries. I was a travel blogger. I had built up my life traveling seven years full time. And all of a sudden, this emergency operation had me down. I was on bed rest for six weeks on the no-fly list. I thought my life was over. And I came to that event, and I was reminded of the Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter? That story changed my life. And I think it's so important when people remember and they see the struggle behind your story. It's so important and there's so many people that are struggling and silently suffering and it's so important for you to share that so for the people that are starting again that timeline bio take 10 stories from your life and think of 10 pictures that personify and, and, and show those stories for the people that want to scale
0: the bigger I the risk right now glow Would you <laughs> just light her up in the comments with some love for sharing her heart um, I didn't know that story glow um so thank you for sharing that because that's really it's just vulnerable and real and and it's also an honor because you know i i never know all the there's so many thousands of people attend our events and i it's easy to forget and for me to disconnect from the fact like wow this person came in here and, and they were suicidal or this person came in here and they were depressed or this person came in here and they just got divorced or lost their job or something and um i mean that's why i do with the work that i do is hopefully to impact people in the right time of their life so I didn't know that, so... I'm trying to keep myself no,
1: together. No, no we're going we're gonna to go into scaling now. And I want to give a, a quick shout out to Simon Ben Sadie and Samantha Roberto who got me to that event. They were really close in my life. and they, Yeah, yeah they, they, they were like, "Glow, you got to get here. And I, I flew 26 hours and I was like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I was, you know, and so big shout out to them. This is the importance of accountability and surrounding yourself with people who truly care and love you. They're not just there for the wins, but they are there with you during your lows. And those two people were so instrumental for me but talking about scaling um, a lot of people like the, the bigger the bigger the the bigger the risk the bigger the reward and a lot of times the level of You know, coaching, the level of mentorship, the level of things that exist that help you not only scale your your business and your mindset, but also your team and and streamlining your business. And when you're around high performers, the caliber of the conversation is different. So you've got to figure out ways to to get into masterminds, to get into coaching programs, to be around high performers. And it is going to cost. But again, you are making good money, so you have the money to invest. But don't start getting stingy once you start seeing a little coin. Now you're like, ooh, I'm gonna hold on to all of my money. No, that is when you got to start making the bigger investments. And yes. like Anthony said, get tens of thousands of dollars on on coaching, on programs, on books, because it is so invaluable. And no matter what happens in my life, no one can take this away from me. My mind, my story, my experience, my struggle, my culture, my identity, my hustle. You can't take that, and I own that, and that's why I show up. And so.
0: <laughs> oh, give a big huge round of applause. This is Glow Atonmo on Influencer Summit Day 3. Uh brought so much heart and so much love and so much firepower and spirit um, to this. Please, please, please make sure you follow at Glow Graphics on Instagram. I'm telling you what, especially for those, I recommend this to all my friends too, Glow. If, if, if you have not even signed up or purchased her how to be a better ally resource guide. It's invaluable for those who haven't really understood what's happening this year or haven't felt comfortable in those conversations because we have to do a better job in that by far. And for your activism and your education and and for your guts, stepping out and doing what you've been doing this year has been helpful to me and so many people. Um, so it's awesome to, to come full circle. You're at my seminars. Now I'm, I, sit at, I sit at your seminar on Instagram and we learn together. And that's why I love this. It's like she said, you have to invest in your education. You're never done. You're going to keep learning. So last time, would you all celebrate Glow? Glow, I love you so much. I can't wait to see you in person.
1: Brendan, I know. Just thank you so much for having me on the stage. And guys who are watching, like, it starts here. It starts being a student. Again, a year ago, I was, like, at the stage dancing, you know, when Brendan would come out. I got a feeling. (laughs) Will I am? And I was like, this guy's got so much energy. But I think I got a little bit more than him. (laughs) That's That's it. That's it. Up. And if I can end on one last tactical and tangible takeaway, because I think a lot of people here um, are still trying to figure out how to find their purpose. And I want to talk about five P's that could hopefully help you get there. So the first one is passion. What are you passionate about? What are you deeply passionate, passionate about? Something that if you never got paid, you would still be doing it. For me, that was writing my blog. It took, it took me 18 years before some, sorry, 11 years, woo, 11 years before someone paid me a dime for blogging. The second one, priority. What is a priority in your life? What is important to you? And notice I say priority, that priorities has only become plural in the last you know, few decades. But priority, according to Greg McCohen from the book Essentialism, which was um, mentioned earlier, priority should be one main focus. The third P, proficiency. What are you actually good at? What did you go to school for? For me, I have a marketing and communications background and graphic design. So what are you actually good at? Proficiency. The fourth P, a pain point. What is an actual struggle, a personal struggle from your personal story? Because that is what helps keep you going when it gets hard. You need to have a pain point that you're addressing or you're talking about because it's personal to you. And the fifth one is a promise. What is the promise that you've made to yourself? What is the promise that you want to make to your community? What is the promise that you've made to God? Because, guys, we could drop dead tomorrow. Like, will you be okay with the work that you've done and, and, and the lives that you've touched? Because I, I'm, I'm, be okay with the impermanence of life. I am not going to be here one day. But the work on my Instagram will. All of my stuff will live beyond me. And so it's super important. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's super important to, like, create a, a portfolio and a category, of, a catalog of things that will live beyond you because life is so short.
0: Okay. Woo! Right. <laughs> I'm short. Everybody, give Glow a big round of applause. Make sure you hit her up, DM her, use hashtag Influencer Summit so we can all see you. Um, Glow, it's been an honor to have you here today. Uh, you you put some heart and soul and fire in my heart, and uh, I knew you would because last time you did too. And so we'll be in touch soon. And love you and appreciate Bye. you. Love you. Bye, guys. Everyone, say goodbye to Glow. Thank you, Glow. Woo!